You're listening to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode 20. She's on Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real-life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. All right. Well, welcome to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode number 20. I am Carolyn Hearn and joined by my two managers, Emily Gustafson and Christina Shafka. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you may or may not be aware, this is a podcast about getting ahead in the business of fitness. Uh, The three of us, well, I own two Pure Bar Studios in the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area, and Emily and Christina are my managers. So every day we are running these businesses and trying to make decisions on that day-to-day basis about what is uh, going to be right for the business and our clients and our employees. And that's what we talk about pretty much is just how to run a successful business. And we're always looking at things with a fitness focus. However, you know, a lot of what we talk about is uh, just basic business principles and could be applied really to any business and in any industry, maybe with a little bit of tweaking. So hopefully you are enjoying our content and getting a lot out of it and, you know, really listening to what the lessons are and what we're working on and hopefully taking that and applying it to your own business and getting success. And if you are doing that, we would love to hear from you. If you uh, have the chance maybe leave a review it's super helpful to us we love hearing from everyone it kind of fuels our fire if you will and gives us an idea of what it is that you would like to hear more of and whatnot so thank you so much for listening and let's get into today's episode we're going to be talking about what I like to call the new workplace truths and we'll just get into that right now All right, well, let's face it. Business has evolved a lot since career women wore suits with shoulder pads, carried those bulky briefcases, and sported white sneakers with nylons as they rushed to the office. The internet, smart casual, and side hustles have changed the way we do business. I mean, what is smart casual or snappy casual anyways? Do y'all have any idea what it is? I mean, (laughs) like, talk about confusing. I'm just glad we wear leggings to the studio. (laughs) But I digress. All right, so in what we're calling the new workplace, there are some fundamental truths that apply to all businesses, big and small. So number one, consumers shop where there's community rather than cash registers. Two, traditional marketing is dead. Finally, number three, those who influence and manage teams will find workplace success. So today's conversation, we will discuss these three things and why businesses that focus on these truths will thrive. All right, so, I mean, it's kind of amazing. Gone are the days of where we just show up to a store hand over a credit card, or I guess cash, (laughs) (laughs) and make our purchase. Transactions are more than an exchange of money between business and customer. And I'd love to discuss the importance of community and why a business's vision and mission matters to its customers and its future success. So, like, what do y'all think about that? I think that 
shopping and um, purchasing, where we decide to spend our money has changed so much. Shopping now is an experience. I mean, even at the grocery store, like grocery stores are, new chains are coming out, stores are remodeling so that you can have a better experience doing something you literally have to do. You have to go oh, to the yeah. grocery store. Mm -hmm. So now they, they want you to have, you know, they want you to walk into the store and have an experience. And I, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if y'all yeah. ever go, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second because <laughs> if y'all are ever in like the Dallas or Houston area, there is this amazing store called, and this is exactly what you're talking about. It's huh? called the Central Market. Oh, I've never heard of it. And it mm -hmm. is, well, first of all, there's somebody playing a piano. What? While you're shopping, like Thank it's you. literally like a maze. Like they want you to literally get lost. Like when you go to buy like your meat and your fresh food and your like, you know, like seafood and stuff like that. Like the meat counter is insane. Like if you want like something exotic, you don't have to order it. It is literally right there. Yeah. And they make this huge production, like they do at like the Pike Place Market oh, in yeah, Seattle, yeah. of like getting yes. it to you and like. Putting it in like a plastic bag with ice to keep uh -huh. it like, oh, you know, fresh uh -huh. and cold. And then, yeah, there's like all kinds of like just, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like this is totally in your wheelhouse. Yeah. You I mean, would yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. I need to take a trip. Yeah. Like I think you need to go to Dallas or Houston, but it is literally insane. That is awesome. Like they have cooking classes on site. Yeah. Like it's like, it's an experience. Like you would go. It sounds like an experience. And yeah. spend like a whole afternoon there and not even yeah. like, yeah. And probably spend more money than you uh -huh. would in another place, but it doesn't matter because yeah. you're having such a great experience and I personally, I mean, I think I think grocery stores have really like risen to that challenge because even some that have been around for a really long time, you'll see some remodels and you'll see them trying to kind of up their game and provide that experience. And I think we can all learn from that. Mm -hmm. We all, I have a grocery store that I will go to. I don't care if it's $5 more per apple, like that's a little excessive, but I really, <laughs> I, I'm only going to go there because the experience at the other places is not yeah. the same. And I mm -hmm. just, I don't enjoy being there. So I yeah. think like Using that as an example, all industries can, anywhere with a brick and mortar store, you can provide a community and an experience for your clients. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to walk in and buy something and I walk out. I mean, they can really come and you can impact how they feel while they're there and encourage them to come back without even, you know, having a sales pitch just by how you build your community mm -hmm. and what you have to offer. Yeah. Um, just playing off that. I guess businesses have to be very careful to the to realize this is very important because online shopping is so big now and yeah. most people don't want to leave they just want to get what you know clothing yeah. and whatnot like you have we to sell give people here. a reason, reason yeah to, yeah, yeah. yeah to buy from you yes there are so many awesome um, businesses online and whatnot but they can't provide the human interaction that you have at your business so I think it's very vital to make sure this is, that's the only way that you can sort of have a one-up on uh, making it more of an experience and meaningful to your customers. 
Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, if your choice is to buy online and have zero human interaction, and maybe that's what you want, then <laughs> if your business is offering, like, human interaction, it better be effing amazing, right? Because, like, if the whole point is people can go online because they don't want to deal with humans. Because, yeah, I guess we make mistakes and we stay stupid things and, like, all that stuff. Like, then whatever you offer as your in-person experience in your community better be amazing otherwise yeah people just go online and just, buy the same thing online yeah right, and yeah. skip right. the skip the have. hassle yeah, right yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely i mean i guess it's the same reason why like all these you know pizza ordering apps are so like amazing and useful now is because yeah when you order pizza you I don't know. Usually, well, you already decided you're not leaving the home. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're yeah. not going anywhere. I'm ordering yeah. pizza. So you're just like, yeah, I'll just type in my ingredients, and then there's hopefully no chance of them like misunderstanding right. what it is that yeah. you're asking for, or like not getting that one ingredient that you really wanted. And then, yeah, you just pick it up. It tells you, oh, 25 minutes to pick up. Or in some cases, like, it will literally, like, GPS your pizza. <laughs> like, you can follow along. Yeah, and then you're, you know, you know exactly, like, what you're getting. I mean, yeah. and, yeah, it's, like, I guess, like, you kind of eliminated a lot of areas where a mistake could happen. And then you, as the consumer, feel good about the purchase because you know like how long it's going to take, like you can kind of see, you know, where your pizza is, like all that stuff is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, like, you could argue that they've created an experience around yeah. the yeah. pizza yes. without yeah. having, without, you know, yeah, like they've cool. kind of, not so much the community aspect necessarily, but they've created, so now you're not making a phone call, hanging up, waiting for your pizza, you're spending like 10 minutes on the app, like watch or whatever, <laughs> so like they've done, you know, electronically created a way for you yeah. to uh-huh. interact yeah. and yeah. have a better yeah. experience. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, well getting into that second workplace truth, I mean, does anyone read the newspaper anymore? I haven't had cable TV in years. Is anyone watching commercials? I, I mean, I don't know. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, although when I hear small business owners discount the importance of advertising on the internet and on social, I literally want to faceplant my head into my desk. I mean, oh God, it's so frustrating. Y'all, traditional marketing (laughs) is dead, like D-E-A-D, people. Let's talk about social media and alternative ways to communicate, uh, like this podcast, And how can a business reach its customers or get new customers in more creative ways? I think this kind of plays off a little bit to um, episode 19 when we talked about um, having to make a decision to do something and not just sit around and wait to see what happens. And I think this is a good example of that because the times have changed. I mean, I was talking to an older businessman not long ago who was explaining to me that you could purchase a home in our area 80 to 100 years ago by catalog. I mean, Mm -hmm. things change. Like, we do not purchase our homes via catalog anymore. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're on Zillow. Yeah, Yeah. you're literally checking your phone every 30 seconds to see what new home is coming up. So if you are still thinking about doing things the way your industry has always done them, it's not going to work. There was a time when 
television commercials were probably an amazing way to advertise. Television yeah. was brand new, mm -hmm. everybody was watching it at mm -hmm. 5.30 when they got home. Well, now we DVR things and we watch them later. Or and we and skip don't watch the commercials. commercials. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just think about how, like, how much of that has changed. And while social media, it, to a lot of us, isn't new, it is still the new, like it's what everybody's doing. And it's still doing. evolving. It's yeah. still changing. Always. Yeah. So if you're not capitalizing on some of those changes, you're really missing your mark and you're probably wasting money advertising in ways that people aren't seeing. Yeah. Totally agree. And something that we do here is reach out with the community. So I think getting out and doing things wherever you are, um, maybe find collaborating with another business owner somewhere that where you know you could um, have similarities with your clientele is another very important way to reach out other than the internet and social media, which you would, you yeah. would use those two to express it. But yeah. Well, yeah, that's another. That's another great example because, like, you are hopefully not just waiting for people to walk in your door. No, you got to go out there. So yeah, you have, yeah, you, you got to make the effort. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you and you can build, like Christina said, you can build off of your community that you're creating, and find um, other businesses to collaborate or other places mm -hmm. to market, so that you're reaching people that you know are already going to fit into your culture, and it's going to be a really easy transition for them to become clients. Yeah. Well, and I think like one thing that's interesting to talk about is, you know, when you think about traditional advertising and marketing on television, radio, newspapers, I mean, all of those things are extremely expensive and you, you know, you then have to spend the money on the shoot for the TV ad and it's probably like a little hokey and it's not necessarily oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like a real representation of mm -hmm. your product or your use or your service, that kind of thing. And then again, you're not really sure who's watching it. Um, same thing with radio. I mean, again, like you're not really sure like who's going to hear it and you're probably going to have to spend a ton of money to reach out to people like if I buy a radio and a TV ad and a newspaper ad and our business is primarily you know marketing towards like women um, of course we do have some men that take class but you know for the majority of our clients they are women and then you know I'm paying for the exposure to all the men in the area too who probably don't want our product and service flip and to the next one yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and I mean all of these things like I said are very expensive very static like there's not you know if you want to change the message quickly it's very difficult to do that especially if you've already bought you know a chunk of time that kind of thing but like with this podcast um I mean we're spending a couple hours a week working on this and really the cost is just our time like what we pay ourselves to do it and you know that is like very a fraction of like what you would spend on a traditional media uh you know ad buy and we really are able to rapidly change the message if we wanted to change the topic uh really talk about whatever it is that we feel is relevant to our community be able to reach out to them we know who we're targeting you know, if we are marketing it on social media and that kind of thing. And so for a very low cost, like we are able to have pretty much like an unfettered platform for mm -hmm. our message. I mean, it's really incredible. Like, 
I mean, the platform that we use to host this podcast is free. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's really just our time. I just think that's so interesting. Like, if you are just stuck in your business on traditional advertising and marketing methods, I mean, I don't know, like, in order to, like, each of these podcasts is what, like 30 to, for 30 minutes to an hour, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing, that kind of time length. I mean, how long, how much would it cost you to have 30 to an hour of TV or radio? Like, yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy. So anyways, good times, just Mm -hmm. something to think about. And, you know, definitely looking at, Uh, I think like more creative ways to get your message out and to build your community would be in any business's best interest. And you'd be surprised. I'm sure that most clients uh, would, you know, be thrilled to listen to a podcast. I know we hear from people all the time that say, oh yeah, I totally want to support the podcast because like I love the studio or like I love y'all and you know, what it is that you're talking about is really relevant to my life. And so, yeah, I'm going to keep listening awesome yeah yeah I mean, absolutely all right and with social i mean it's not just about posting random pictures and memes <laughs> like no we don't want to just be posting cat pics and that kind of thing it, all the dogs it's about creating an image and communicating a message so i mean how do you do that for a business i mean i think maybe like how do you even start to think about that I think you have to revert back to what your mission statement is, what you're trying to convey to your community and your clients, what you want them to see, what you want them to identify with, and make sure that what you're posting really meets that message. So if you are have a really important you know, vision statement and you're not upholding that in your social media, nobody's going to be able to connect with you. They're going to have a hard time. Um, your current clients are might not even enjoy your social content just because it doesn't match with the feel that they have in, in your when they're in your business. And potential clients might agree with your vision and might really be an awesome part of your community, but your social posts don't represent that. And so mm-hmm. it might deter them from coming in. So I think one thing that you really need to do about social when you're working with um, any social platform is just think about the people that you're trying to connect with on the other end of that and make sure that the content that you're putting out represents your community. So an example of this a lot of times, and maybe if you're not in a franchise business, this might not pertain to you, but there's a really big difference in posting like a stock photo yeah. and posting yeah. a photo of your community. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And the image that that promotes. So just those right. are really yeah. simple things. It takes time to build content on your end. It's literally never ending and you're constantly looking for new pictures because you don't want to post a picture from 10 months ago I mean you want to keep it relevant and new and in line with your message so it is something that you have to think about and plan out a little bit Um, but once you do it it's going to really just enhance your community and enhance your new potential client base well and it keeps people involved and Mm -hmm. you know engaged because if you're posting pictures of your actual clients and like actual like you know, like users of your product and service, like, you know, like engaged in, you know, that product and service, it 
like keeps people looking because they're like, oh my gosh, like, ah, uh, did they take my picture today? Are they going to post it today? Like, am I going to be in the picture? And they're looking at it because mm-hmm. everybody wants to see a picture of themselves, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I also think having, um, I know one of you or both of you have talked about this, having either some type of staple in each picture, or at least almost every picture, you know, if it's like the Pure Bar logo mm-hmm. or the color red for us, mm-hmm. for example, um, just something that's consistent within your pictures and sort of a go-to that you try to keep the whole time so it stays relevant to, mm-hmm. it just sort of ties everything together. Yeah, I guess. and it yeah. Like allows somebody to see your photo and start to recognize it. That's yeah. A, that's a photo for this company because they yeah, always yeah. have this. They always yeah. have this, mm-hmm. and they can kind of um, really identify with it quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and just like telling a story, like creating the story that you want to tell. Again, like you're in charge of your message, right? So if you want to convey a certain message or a certain image, then you know figure out how it is that you can do that through your pictures and through your posts and. I mean, yeah, like that is how you get your message out. And if you keep doing that, it will keep resonating and people will then start to associate your message with your business, which, yeah. I mean, it does take time, but, yeah, it does. Um, and you have to be consistent with it, but yeah. All right, cool. Well, I mean, I think the ability to influence and manage is the most important skill for workplace success. We've talked about this on a lot of episodes. I mean, I think I'd be hard-pressed to think of an episode that we didn't discuss about the importance of being a good manager or influencing people. Um, I mean, how can people cultivate these skills? Because I feel like this is definitely something that you have to learn, and it takes, like, time to kind of, like, build that repertoire, if you will. My second reference to episode 19. (laughs) Go back and listen to episode 19 if you haven't. But I think it really takes you intentionally practicing and doing Mm -hmm. it and being okay to mess up and fail and learning from it. So, um, yeah, you can definitely have some management background. You can have some management um, education in, in school when you come out and you enter the workplace. But you're going to, I mean, you're managing people everybody's different, every situation is different, things are going to happen that you were not prepared for, you're going (laughs) to handle things wrong and know immediately that you did it wrong, Uh and all of these things are only going to make you a better leader if you learn from them and if you allow them to happen and you remember in the next instance how you can handle it differently and move on. And I think that... um, constantly learning and reading new material, finding new um, innovators in the world that write about it, that have made mistakes that you can read and learn from. And just also on top of that, finding what your style is. And I don't necessarily think that you you can, you cannot change your style, but I think you kind of have to go with your personality and what feels right for you. So your style might be a little different mm-hmm. than somebody else's style, somebody else's style, but as long as like you're being true to you and you're learning as you go and um, always getting better, you're going to build and cultivate those skills in time. Yeah, and I think um, portraying what you want to see within your company or your business every day in and out, even if you're maybe having a bad day, you still need to go in and do exactly what you've done every day to show your employees and everyone 
that comes into your business that this is what they can expect and know that will always be at your business. So your employees know that you're always the constant within the business and um, they know that they can make mistakes and grow from it and being okay with them making those mistakes like we've mentioned before in previous podcasts, um, previous episodes, that it's okay as long as you work on it and cultivate into what the end goal is or oh, does yeah. that make sense yeah, yeah definitely okay. yeah. I mean yeah manage being a manager and being a successful manager are two totally different things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's a good point <laughs> I mean like and it's always evolving like and so and if you are not committed to I guess like continuing your management education then yeah good luck like because yeah your employees are evolving. I mean, generation to generation, like that workforce is going to change. You're going to have to come up with, you know, more, I guess, innovative ways to, you know, yeah, work with and manage like those new people that are coming into your office or your organization. Um, And of course, like, you can't necessarily like manage to every single person as an individual. You, and I, you know, that is almost impossible, I think. I don't know that many people that yep. do that. I guess that just kind of, like, further illustrates the importance of hiring, like, the right people. So mm-hmm. if you are of a certain management style and then you hire somebody who cannot be, you know, led that way, then that's going to be a problem. So you either have to not hire somebody like that, mm-hmm. figure out how to relate to them separately from the rest of your workforce. Or I guess three, the other option would be if there was some kind of like middle management person that they could uh, go to and get their guidance from and that kind of thing. That way your frustration is minimized. But I mean, all, again, all these things, if you're a big organization, maybe that is a little bit easier to do. If you're a small group like we are, you know, we have 17 employees here, you know, one owner, three man or two managers. Um, I mean, maybe that's not possible. I don't know. But you just have to do what works right for you. And I think that's really where that whole like business culture thing just really, again, you cannot stress enough. Like if you have a business culture that is, you know, not working or non-existent, like your employees will make it up for you. And usually what they want in their culture is not what you want. It's wrong. So you as the leader really have to define that culture and it goes from the top down. And I think I talk about that in my book. I've talked about that on the blog. I think we've talked about it in just about every episode. So, yeah, go back and start from episode one, and you just keep hearing that message. (laughs) And uh, maybe one day it'll sink in. No, just kidding. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, it's so interesting because, you know, we hear the word influencer, and you kind of think about these people that have, I don't know, like half a million to a million um, followers on Instagram or whatever, or you think of the Kardashians and you just roll your eyes. But I mean, it's like $900 like, million. Dollars. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what is that one girl is like the youngest billionaire? Um, Female, I think. Yeah, like, wow. I mean, she's gonna be there like in no time. Uh-huh. I guess like they're doing something. Jeez. <laughs> But, um, I mean, like, why have these quote-unquote influencers gained so much attention? And I really think, like, if you are, 
you know, a leader in a business, that you are an influencer. Whether or not you have, you know, 20 followers or a million on Instagram, you have the ability to influence those around you. Yeah. I think that whether it's virtual influencer or like an in-person influencer, you see these communities and you want to be a part of them. So you see these businesses, uh, you see the business leader and you want to be a part of it, or you see um, somebody on Instagram and you love their content and their mm -hmm. feed and you want to feel like you're a part of that. And the job of the of the influencer and the ones that are really successful do re a really good job of making their community feel like they are there and that they're a part of it and that they could at any point you know leave a comment and they're going to reply back and they've made friends that, that are also followers and so it's a new way to market and a lot of um, you see a lot of companies really using some of that influencer marketing and. It, it's successful so it, it's almost something that um, you want to watch out for and see who your influencers are in the community and if there's somebody that you can leverage or that can be a part of your team or that you can use to just build your community and build your influence yeah yeah well, yeah definitely all right well finally I think it's good to just kind of wrap up maybe with this last kind of question is if your business needed to work on all three of these things, and honestly, we always need to be working on these things, uh, you know, and evolving as kind of trends and, you know, new innovations kind of like come to the forefront, but like where would you recommend a business start if they needed to work on these new workplace truths? Yeah, I think making sure that however you're going to share it or display it is the me your message is clear through the content that you either on social media um, internet whatever you're doing just make sure you know your message and your business your employees everyone knows what you're portraying and just making sure you have that consistent across all mm -hmm. ways of exposure so you think like the advertise like, yes. like the advertising yes. and marketing yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. That's all yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah, I think that's really important. Um, I think just backing it up one more step, I would say build your community. Mm -hmm. And and that is something that kind of is, is going to organically grow as you put all three of these things into place. But like Carolyn mentioned, if you don't have an idea of what you want that community to be, it might happen without you being there, and mm -hmm. it might turn into something that you – didn't want or that you you are now you're fighting with and that's hard to image that fix. You, right so I think you start you take a couple steps back and you really think about what you're building who you are trying to target the people that your employees how they're how they are um, how your employees are showing your business and from there you can implement other things as you feel like you have a strong base yeah, so it sounds like maybe you're saying maybe number one, yeah. like building the community. Build your community. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to go with number three. And honestly, there's no right answer to this question. This was a trick question, so don't feel like you failed. No, okay. just kidding. <laughs> I didn't even look back at the numbers, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, like developing that strong workplace um 
you know, just uh, just having that strong management is going to be really important. I think we always talk about how like the customer is the most important part of the business. And yes, customers are very important. I'm not saying you're not. We love you. But if you don't have that strong team to kind of manage those customers and manage you know their purchases and that relationship with them then you don't have really anything but i think the greater point of this question and i'm really glad that we picked all three different uh all the, you know each one of us picked the uh, different workplace truths and for those of you wondering i we did not talk about this in advance so we never really discussed like <laughs> what we're going to talk about i create like a, a like an outline and then we just go we just roll so yeah, yeah i never the harry potter thing yeah uh, like no. i never know what anyone's going to say i don't they know they don't I know trust us. Yeah, yeah they don't know what i'm going to say but yeah so that's the way we do it but um you know the whole point is like we talked about in previous episodes and specifically episode 19 so if you have not listened to episode 19 please go back and listen to it but it's that you just have to start just start somewhere and make small changes and just build from that because if you are just paralyzed and indecision then your business is never growing it's never moving forward and in essence it's dying because you're not making any you know effort to you know kind of move it into like the next phase or you know your next activity that kind of thing so it really doesn't matter what you work on it just matters that you do something so hopefully that's an awesome message and if you have been struggling with making some changes in your business and you're not sure you know what it is that you should be working on just pick one thing and just start um, that happens to me all the time <laughs> so yeah because you've got like you know probably 10 things you need to be doing just pick one and just start right and then eventually the other things will just kind of come online too so and I know that sounds really simplistic but it's true <laughs> all right well I hope everyone had a good time listening to our discussion about the new workplace truths again number one that customers shop where there's community rather than cash registers two that traditional marketing is dead and then three those who influence and manage teams will find workplace success and the rest of you will be fired just kidding maybe not maybe you will who knows why take the risk but anyways hopefully we will see you next week i hope everyone has an awesome week and we'll catch you then Stop and to stare Cause the beauty it
Singing, 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 singing,